Today's episode of One Shining Podcast is brought to you by Dual Threat Ooh. Podcast, hosted by Ryan Rossillo, who I just saw out here at Ringer HQ about 10 minutes ago. He looked really down in the dumps. I went up to him and I said, hey, Ryan. As down as the Nike stock was yeah. that one week? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, was, I went up to him and was like, hey, Ryan, what's, what, what's got you down? He said, no one's really listening to my pod, Mark. I moved out here to Manhattan Beach uh, to be a media mogul. I started this podcast. I thought it would be doing well, and it's not, and no one's listening. Could you please plug it on your podcast mm. and give me some listeners? So that's mm. what we're doing. Please listen to Ryan Rosillo's podcast. I'm joking, by the way. I'm joking. Rosillo's podcast is awesome. But um, listen to it anyway. It's college football, NFL, if you like football, and we know you do because you're an American and you like sports. How could you not like football, Tate? Uh, Ryan Rosillo's podcast. I, I genuinely do listen to every single episode. I love it. Um, it's awesome. I'm one of the few people who like loves both. You like both, right? Of course. Yeah. Why is that weird now? Why is that like, why have we gotten to the point where like, like we have to qualify, like we're a college basketball podcast and like other people talk. I don't, I don't it's really get it. It's the specialization of the yeah. world. It's like even kids today. You're like, you got to pick a sport when you're at the age of six. So like, can I just play basketball and football and also baseball? Yeah. Like people that love the NBA shit on college and then I don't really get it. I want to get back like, to the time when cares? we just made fun of soccer. And that was <laughs> yeah, the only sport that, we, that were all, the we were all in on. Uh, check out Rosillo's pod, Dual Threat. Um, it's awesome. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. Who who, who knows? Um, just subscribe, and then it'll pop up on your feed. And you see it, and you listen to it. And support uh, producer Kyle, who's also producer, the producer uh, of that Yeah, show. producer Kyle also produces that show. He's not producing ours today. We got Jim. Yeah, shout out to producer yeah. Jim. We have Jim. A uh, guy that actually cares about uh, things that are happening in the world uh, with the FBI and college basketball and all things basketball. We are going to talk about all of that today. Um it's th- this was a very busy week for college basketball in the sense that I every time I went on Twitter uh, I would I would refresh my mentions and there would be people in all caps saying emergency pod please stat and there was like three or four different things mm-hmm. that called for the emergency pod. Um, it's like Kevin Stallings smacks a high schooler. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah and, and, and then it was like a bunch of FBI stuff. But, but like, we're gonna talk about Stallings. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna get to all of it. We have we have Zion Williamson. Has mm. been cited Tate. That's that's got everyone titillated. And let me just be honest. I am shocked. Yeah, I'm absolutely stunned. We have it, it, who saw this coming? Certainly not you and I. We certainly did not do a podcast when Zion Williamson committed Duke, where we said, huh, "Show us the bag." Huh? Wait, wait, wait. This is weird. It was embarrassing, though. Remember that? It was, mm-hmm. it was People were very upset with us. Yeah. They're like, "You guys are jumping oh to God. conclusions." You guys are so embarrassing. That's that's the most disgusting podcasting display I've ever seen that you insinuated Zion uh, Williamson. Just take the jump, guys. Might have, might jump have picked on the up map. the duffel. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Bill Self, who we said was under the radar, who suddenly is not under the radar quite as much. as From what we selfless said to month, selfish. Yeah, a month ago. Uh, also, this G League news. I don't know if you heard, college basketball is dead. Mm-hmm. And we're going to it's talk over. about how college basketball is no more because Adam Silver saved the day, as he always does. Um, we'll get to all of that, handful of other stuff. Uh, but first... Drop the bag. He takes the timeout. Technical They're foul. The Technical foul. Technical foul. All right, Tate, as we said, we have a loaded show. Um, where do we want to start? I think I know where you want to start. I think it's where I want to start. I'm going to blow well. my load early because <laughs> I'm going to talk about. Well, you want to talk about Patino? Wow. Another Rick Pitino joke. Remember we promised like four weeks ago, we're like, we're done with Rick Pitino well, we jokes. Well, we got to talk about Pitino's podcast. That's why I, I, I genuinely thought you wanted to talk about Pitino. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I misread, I misread what you were No, doing we're going to okay. get to that later. Okay. If this was a standard show, right? If this was May, maybe Monday night. Mark right. Titus, you drove out to California. We talked about maybe recording Monday night. If we had recorded Monday night, we would have 
previewed the Patino podcast. Right. We would have, you know, talked about the fact that there's some stuff coming up at the FBI, but nothing really has changed. We would have taken 10 minutes of material and stretched it into an hour, as we do. As, as is tradition yeah. on this podcast. Um, but instead, we waited, and yeah. uh, we, we sat on it, we let it marinate, and now we're here. And the, the, the Three Stripes life is, has been ousted and opened out to the world. Um, they are the only company... The only athletic apparel a company that has uh, ever done anything wrong, apparently. Are, hold on, can I? Are, are you ready to do it? We teased it on the last podcast. Yes. The the FBI uh, conspiracy that you have brewing in your head. Mm. Um, are you ready to, to spill it all out there and dump it? Are, are you still connecting dots and not? I'm ready still to connecting dots. I'm still okay. at the. That's I'm fine. still sitting there. I'm just trying to because you know there were Americans implicated as well that worked for Ooh. the German company Adidas. Mm. Um, we so like to call a little those, we, we, we like to call those guys fall guys uh, in the real <laughs> right. business, uh, as Coach K would say. Uh, right. It's what someone else said, not what I said. We're we're gonna get to all this, but first we gotta talk about the big name Zion, Mount Zion, or, or as Joe House has called mm. him. Uh, Z. Z. <laughs> he's, he's, the man's already getting nicknames, hasn't played a game yet. Um, so that's where we're at. We're at Zion Wimson. We talked about this when he committed. Um, he was an Adidas. We'll, we'll give background on all this. So so a the judge, Lewis Kaplan, in the case, uh, mm-hmm. all these phone calls and text messages have been presented as evidence. He says, I don't care because I'm talking about these three guys, these specific cases, even though what were we promised originally? It was going to be this huge, yeah. expansive thing right. that's going to that's going to open up the, the the floodgates for all things corruption. A lot of snitching was going to go on. A lot of guys were going down, and the judge said, "I'm not here for that." And I, I to that I say, Judge, listen, I respect how you go about running your courtroom, but that's bullshit, Judge. Because yes. I am here for this. Yes, we we need to hear some names. So yes. please admit. I want. I want like. I'm I'm here for the hearsay, dude. Like that's what I want, and the, like that's what that's my problem with the justicism is like it's too, it's too like legal and and correct it's and like, follows the constitution yeah. and stuff. We like free like, flowing. If justice. you can't if you can't like get pack pride comments mm-hmm. submitted to these court they like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If if those stories aren't treated as fact and they don't get then what what are we doing here? Because that's how that's how you and I. Make yeah. our judgments the, the as we're reading that, The forums. fact that I can't read a post from, you know, Wolfpack Lifer 1245-69 that says, I remember when Ron Harrow transferred to Kentucky and he yeah. had a Dodge Charger. Right. And guess what they gave him? A Mercedes? And, and, Why and, can't I read that? Exactly. It disgusts me that, that this guy has, has the evidence is out there yes. in that comment and yes. they're doing nothing about it. That disgusts me, but of course the legal the legal system we have to. Innocent, it's all about permissive. Innocent yeah, what's permissible? proven guilty. Impermissible. Yeah, versus Get permissible. Again, this is a criminal trial, so everything that is an NCAA violation, mm-hmm. we can enjoy because guess what? They're not going to do anything about that because it's an NCAA violation, not a criminal charge, and that's pretty much the crux of the argument. Which brings us to the fact that we now have these text messages and conversations that do not matter in this court, mm-hmm. but matter to Better, the masses and you and I. Very much so. Mainly uh, us. Mainly us. Mainly uh, us. And our listeners. So Zion Williamson, if you missed it, uh, or if you just read the headlines, you don't really understand what exactly is going on. Basically, Kansas assistant Curtis Townsend, mm-hmm. um, he is, the way I would describe him, if you watch Kansas basketball, he's the guy with the mustache that's sitting next to Bill Self, and mm-hmm. you've seen his face. He's basically been with Bill Self the entire time Self has been at Kansas. Uh, you, you would know his face. He's like the... Uh, uh, Number was, two. <laughs> number two. He, exactly. A, every single one of these guys that has been implicated has all been right. the number two guy. Right. And then every single number one guy has given the Coach Case special, which is I misinterpreted the rules. Right. And I don't know who that is. I actually think the the sport is pretty clean. 
<laughs> I actually haven't read any of this. So um, I haven't kept. I'm too busy in the Coach Cal mantra. I'm too busy for this. So Merle Code, yes, Adidas guy, yes, testified, Man, one of the three men that we've talked about uh, plenty of times. Who Rick Pitino? He thought was Merle Code the one that Rick Pitino thought was a Nike guy. Yeah, yeah he, 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 he's he, like, he, what? Well, in Mor- the book Mor-Code? he says that yeah. he's like Merle Code. He's like, th- from what I remember, he's a Nike guy. I thought he was a Nike this guy. This is sports. Up until this is sports, <laughs> and I thought he's a Nike guy. Up until he mentioned how he and I talked a lot about Brian Bowen. I thought he was a Nike guy this whole time. It was shocking. When he said it in court, he he mentioned my name in court. Then I that's what that's the first time I realized he was an Adidas guy. Uh that guy, Merle Code. Um it was uh we have was it text messages or calls? It was a September phone call. It was a phone call. That's right. The, yes. the tap phone call with Curtis Townsend. Basically Townsend tells to Merle Code that Zion is asking him for uh cash for a job, presumably for someone in his family and for housing, right? Like yes. that's the that's the yes. gist of it. Is we have this phone call where it's it's an, a Kansas assistant saying Zion has asked him for that. And to put it in quotables, this is from Merle Code in the phone call. He says, I know what he's asking for. Right. And he and this most people are saying that he would be Zion. It, the the language makes it seem like it would be possibly Zion's stepfather, a guy that we brought right. up originally in that podcast not too long ago when everyone yeah. was like, you're crazy. His stepfather would never want anything. Yep. Uh, he said he's asking for cash in the pocket, which I, I like that phrase, cash in the pocket. And he's asking for housing for him and his family. So the implication here, Tate, is that Kansas, l- l- let me rephrase it this way. People are going to six months from now, a year from now, look back on this and say, why is no one, why, why did nothing come of this? And here's why nothing came of it, because we have to understand what exactly we have here. Uh, you and I, as we said, are licking our lips saying, this is pretty much proof that Zion got paid to go to Duke. And Duke people are going to deny that and say, no, that's not true. What actually mm-hmm. happened was that he was asking for cash. Then he came to his senses and realized, I don't want anything. It's not about I want to, yeah. the money. It's about the Duke legacy right. and the brotherhood. Yes. Which, by the way, Duke, do not that's not the play. If you're a Duke fan, the play is not to do that, to, to, to do that bullshit. The play is just to... To embrace it and just be like, it's time to pay these kids and just take that attitude. Because then most people aren't going to argue against that. You just be like, listen, I think, I think the system is corrupt, and I, and I applaud Zion for fighting against it. And then no one's really going to be mad at you. I mean, like, oh, just okay, view it point. like you were at an auction. I, I put it in Duke terms. Put it in you know rich people terms. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that you're at an art, art auction in New York. You know, right. you're in Tribeca. You're at an art auction. And there's these great paintings. There's Claude Monet. There's Van Gogh. All this stuff is getting thrown. You Basquiat. Everything's in your face. You're and, what? Hold and, on. Sorry, what? This is Duke terms. You're Ohio State, Indiana. You're not going to get okay. that. I don't even get this. I'm just saying <laughs> buzzwords that I know that they'll understand. Okay. You're playing. You a have that now. paddle, and you just continue to throw that paddle up. Yep. You're thinking to yourself, trust fund, we're good. Throwing that paddle up even more. I'm okay. My daughter's got a full ride. She's playing lacrosse at Duke. It's fine. I really want this Basquiat. You continue yep. to do that. Zion Williamson was the Basquiat of this class. Everyone wanted Zion to come. They wanted that rare, unique right. talent to be the guy. Bill Self sitting over there with his paddle. He keeps throwing it up. Townsend's in there. Code, Adidas. They're like, we got this kid. He's in our system. He's in our farm system. He's Adidas Nations. He's good. Thing about that is, he wasn't treated like a star there because mm-hmm. he wasn't that great when mm-hmm. he was Adidas kid. And then as his star grew, mm-hmm. he got out of there. And then the real OGs came in and were like, we work for this company, four letters, no big deal. Right. Come with us. Right. Let us shepherd you where you need to go, young child. Right. And that's what they did to Zion. Allegedly. 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 But so so the evidence that we actually have, if if you want to call it evidence, is that this is a tap phone call between Townsend and Merle. This is like the very definition of hearsay. Mm-hmm. Um so if you if if you're thinking we got him, we don't 
probably have him. We We're don't never going to get him. Yeah. We don't actually have him. What we have is like enough material for you and I to make jokes and like no Duke fan can tell us shit at this point. No Duke fan can really defend this. Because we that, have to put it back in the terms of what this trial is yeah. about. The trial is about these guys, these three guys committing fraud against four universities. The mm-hmm. four universities are Kansas, Louisville, Miami, North Carolina State. That's what this is about. That is what the that's why none of this is permissible in court. That's why this judge doesn't give a shit about it. Right. Because it's about this specific thing, as it is in most every single trial. It's about a specific instance. Everyone wants to use this as a precedent to then attack everybody else and use all this shit. But guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna make a decision. They're already done with all this stuff. They've already done closing statements and everything. But what's gonna happen is now the NCAA has to do their own independent investigation with all this shit Mark, and then make a real decision. Does Mark Emerton even know about this yet? Has this even come across his desk? He's, he's been busy. He's, 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 he's been got busy. his blinders on so much. He's like, yeah. What? What? Hold on. I'm sorry. What is the what is the scandal? Producer Jim showed us one of his friends uh, with these coaches with these VR things on, and they just look like <laughs> completely lost in their office, and they're just wandering around. And I like to think that like everyone in the NCAA office in Indy just has these VR. Th- they're just like walking around, like this There's is amazing. This is this is so cool, and it's like having it's a great showing, time. It's like showing a video of like the the college model that was put in place in like the 50s. <laughs> And, no, and it like still the, exists, and they're literally James living. Smith running recess yeah. with them explaining <laughs> yeah. the idea of basketball, and they're like, "Oh my Immature. god!" <laughs> they're just like they're living in literally and, in a virtual reality. And there's and just this like, voice that comes oh, in every once in a while, goes, "Student athlete, student <laughs> athlete." That's what I imagine is going on. But uh, eventually they're going to have to address all this sort of stuff. And it obviously is fun to uh, to connect the the connective tissue between those things. Yeah. But but basically what we have here is Curtis Townsend texting saying this is what Zion Williamson some people want. Can I just say, though, Tate, that I, I want to go on record. I want to make this clear. I don't want Zion to burn for this. I don't want him to get in trouble. I don't want him to miss a single second. I don't want him to get suspended. That's not Neither what do I want. I. Neither do we I. We need Zion Williamson yes. in college basketball. Uh, he... I'm so excited to watch him play this year. I, th- that that was my attitude was like, if I'm maybe that's what the judge said. Like the judge was going to to permit or or to to let the let the evidence come in, whatever the the stuff about Zion. He was going to allow it into the court, mm-hmm. and then he saw the half court shot uh, Zion hit in practice. Yeah, and someone he sent him the, a DM on Instagram. Yeah. And he like pulls it up on his phone. He's like, he's like man, oh, did you guys see this Zion? And then he saw the picture of Zion holding this the basketball on the rim, and he's like. Yeah, you know what? That evidence, I'm not going to allow it. Get it out of here. Well, fact, I think what he said was, all. all right, back to Brian Bowen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not lose back sight of what Tugs. really matters? Yeah. Let's Brian get back Bowen. to Louisville and Rick yeah. Pitino and Brian Bowen. Okay. Uh, so I don't want Zion to, to burn for this. I just It's just fun to talk about. I think like for us, the two reasons we're, we're super excited is one, when Zion Williamson committed, uh, again, people like... It was it was overwhelming how people were saying how cringeworthy it was for us to suggest to even dare suggest that the man was was getting the duffel. Um, so that's you know I'm not gonna say that I'm vindicated, but uh, fuck everyone that said it was cringeworthy. <laughs> fuck you all. Uh, number two. <laughs> yes. Yes. Take that. <laughs> number two. I want I want uh, I want something to happen to Coach K though. I don't like I want I want I want his empire to crumble, and it's already sort of is. Like it would have been cool three or four or five years ago to 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 do the. Uh, um, wait, are we sure Coach K is actually clean thing? Like that would have been like subversive for you to say that and it would have mm-hmm. been kind of brave. And I think most people have kind of come around to the idea that it's it's really not that edgy to be like, Coach K is probably paying guys. Like Capel was probably dropping back. Like at this point, even mainstream media guys, like, I don't know. It's, I not, think that, it's, it's not that crazy, I, but it's, I still want to see something. It's not to say that yeah. because it used to be a thing where if you did say that, first of right. all, as a local reporter, you're done. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you, like the SID at Duke University, you're never going back to a press conference, right? So right. you're already out of there. So it used to be those, those things, but now you can tweet whatever you can do. Like there's so many other ways to get media out that they can't control it the way they used to. So I think that tactic used to be a thing that scared people away. You talked about K and right. being dirty. And I have said this many a times. Oh. And I think it would have been, no, 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 not K being dirty. If Coach K had won in 2010, mm-hmm. if he had won that title. He did win the which, title. Which to me. He won the title. I still don't believe that it happened. <laughs> I, I, it I happened. the whole simulation thing, like you're, I can believe. You're wearing like, the VR headset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am in Indy right now. Jordan Hayward bakes a shot in. <laughs> yeah. You're like, ooh. That's actually Jordan. what we were all watching. Yeah. We're like, why don't, we, why don't we just like, yeah, put this CGI in and Gordon makes a shot. Um, but K had he left after the 2010 season, they won that title with a team that like. That's the most college basketball title game we've seen as far as people talking yeah. shit about why it's bad. Like 2010, watch it. That was terrible. So if and, and K- then 2011 comes after that, and it was even it was worse. like wow. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't know if I like college basketball anymore. <laughs> My God. Uh, but K continues to go after that. Gets Kyrie, and that's when he officially becomes you know Coach Cal 2.0, the one and done. Sold, guy. That's when he sold. That's his when soul. he sold his soul. So yeah. if he had left and retired after 2010, I think Coach K. Is going to go going to go down as basically like last of a dying breed type right. guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's going to be good forever. Yeah. He's the Teflon Don forever. I think by trying to stretch out this whole little run, this next ten years, this next decade yep. in the 2010s, he is. I think unknowingly so. I think he has opened himself up for criticism because you can see it when he was asked about the college basketball corruption one day before the Zion thing. One broke, day before the Zion thing, he says like thirty times like a Valley girl. Uh, he. Looks like he is not happy with the fact that the question was asked. He's like, "Tell that tell, he's out." You know, like in Black Bush when he like calls on the guy and he's like, "How are you gonna do this to me, man? You really gonna do this?" Like that's what Coach K looked like in that. And he doesn't say anything. This is a classic Coach K. He's like, "I agree with what Roy said right. on Monday." And right, Roy's yeah. basically like, "I have no idea. You, you've been fired up about seen, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah." So he he basically just uses Roy's words uh-huh. where he like thought out and said this whole thing, says that he agrees with him. Which I'm, if I'm Roy Williams, I'm calling him and say, "Hey, man, you can't use my words. You got to use your real words." But, Roy- but but K, but basically K is in this point right now where he's a he could be the champion face of. I do want to change, like the same way right. Adam, the exactly. way that Adam Silver is saving college basketball mm-hmm. slash killing it. Coach K could be that guy, right? He could be the one that I trumpets the point. All stick aside, I think that is a valid criticism of K. Is that um, he? He is uniquely qualified, even more so than Roy, even more so than Bay. Everyone listens. Even more so than Cell. Yes. He is the, more so than Cal. Cal, Cal's willing to get out there and talk. Cal will get, Cal's never met a microphone he didn't like. Yes. Cal's willing to get out there, but like, it's, it's not that no one does, it's not like we don't want to hear from but Cal. Cal. We is, do. Cal is stick in the same way that you're just saying. Right. Me. Like, for me, we all know where Cal stands but on. But Kay is the guy. Yes. Like, he represents all of, he can speak for all of, he has the, he's the one coach who has the authority to speak for all of college basketball. Because he has the and, range. He has yeah. Army. He has Bob Knight. Yeah. He has that taken he's been care around of. He has forever. the new the age Nike wins. kids taking care of. All that Five stuff. Five national titles. So the, the diehard college basketball fan that's like, I love Bobby Knight. I love yeah. Army. I love what college basketball used to be. They're like, well, if Kay feels that way, I need he, to like reassess where I'm at with this. Right, whole thing. He, he can speak. He can his his words resonate with my dad, who yes. is a senior citizen. Mm-hmm. They resonate also clearly with with like high school kids who he goes from AARP. Like the AARP. <laughs> there you go. That's the range. Right, exactly. So the fact that he's kind of as you said, like not authoritative about it is is a little disappointing. Um, cynics would say there's a reason he's not authoritative about it is because he doesn't because he knows that he's 
a player in this game and he doesn't want to blow up the game. Well, he's got Zion Williamson's stepfather's uh, house payment on his desk right now. So he's like, damn, this is not right. going to, you know, that sucks. And by the way, like what we were talking about, the whole the whole Duke paying player, like dropping bag stuff, that doesn't come out. of It wasn't just like, we, we tried to make this point when Zion committed. This wasn't just us being butthurt that Duke was getting good recruits. Like, Anyone who I don't even live in the area. Mm-hmm. You are from mm-hmm. sort of the area. I I am not even from the area, and I'm aware of like what goes on down there. Where like suddenly the entire fan, like everyone who has a player's last name on Duke, suddenly moves into the area and is going to like the nicest private schools and driving <laughs> nice. And it's like, I mean, how fucking stupid do you have mm-hmm. to be? It's mm-hmm. like right there in front of your face. Like th- these weren't. I didn't pull this out of thin air, right? So I'm not. Again, I'm not. I'm not saying I have hard evidence on anything. I'm just saying. Duh. <laughs> Duh. No shit. <laughs> and we had this last year. We had Wendell Carter. He he was basically like, the NCAA came. They asked yeah. us about it. He said, ledgers are ledgers. I right. don't really believe ledgers. So he had the perfect cop out. Bagley, the same thing we talked about. People were like, why would Marvin Bagley's dad, why would he be in Durham? Why would he want to do this? Well, he's from Hillside. He, he, he played in Durham. He's from Durham, North Carolina originally. So it's like last year, this stuff came up, but they had... They had the proper channels and the proper responses in place. Kay was ready. And what I'm what I'm saying to you right now in that press conference, this is before the Zion stuff came out, he did not seem like he had the prepared response right. for these guys. Like he, he doesn't did. have like the perfect alibi for every single person. Like last year was like, well, you know, Miss Carter, we're very close with her. She's very, you know, skeptical about the whole NCAA system, but we're mm-hmm. working with her. The NCAA is working with us. We're good. Check that box. Bagley, same thing. Check that box. Even though that whole story came out about Nike and his family and the AAU team and his dad. They're like, yeah. what? <laughs> Wait, what? What do you what? Uh, so, like, all this stuff continued to to, came, to come up last year, but now we have stuff that's being talked about and discussed yeah. in an actual court of law. It's not fodder. He, it's not rumor. It's not. It is what it is. Kay literally said that he thinks the th- this was a, again on this was Monday on Monday. Kay had had all of these statements. Um, he said, "I I think college basketball is actually pretty clean." Uh, I think it's minute. It's, it's he said just, it was a blip. That was just the a quote. Blip. It was a blip. I, I originally read that. I thought he said it's a blimp, and he was talking about Zion. Mm-hmm. But I, I misread that. It says it's a blip, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the FBI scandal. What if he said it's um, a blimp, and then he just started like floating yeah. out of the press conference <laughs> on a blimp, on a hot air balloon? And then he and then he proceeds to say, I haven't really followed it that much, mm-hmm. because how can you? You're a busy man. You know, we understand that. Um, and, then, and then this is where the juicy part comes in, though, Tate. He, he says... We haven't lost guys because someone cheated. I haven't paid attention to it because I haven't been affected by it. And then literally one day late one day later, the Zion Williamson stuff breaks that he was talking to Kansas about getting cash and jobs and it would be great if someone raised their hand. So coach, you said you did not pay attention, the player yeah. attention, you did not pay him. Everyone's like, What? He's like, what? Uh but but then this is the best part of the all the Coach K uh, comments on the on the matter. He he's he literally says that grad transfers are a bigger Problem threat, a mm-hmm. bigger problem mm-hmm. to college basketball than the Deflection. ongoing FBI situation. Yes, these were. This is a. This is an opinion that he publicly stated because it's perfect. <laughs> because guess who? Guess who's going after grad transfers? Auburn, Nevada, yeah. all yeah. these types of teams. Those are the. Basically, what is happening right now is I can't believe Kansas is so exposed on. Not not to say like this means that Kansas is going to go down. Not to say Bill Self's going to be in trouble because again, this is a criminal case. This is this stuff will not be used right. in court, but the NCAA is going to do another investigation, so they say. Yeah. So that stuff will get brought into the equation, and we'll see what happens. And I think what's happening to Kay 
And even Bill Self said in that text message that we saw with Gasnola before, where he's like, yeah. we're not Duke or Carolina. And then he responds, he's like, you're also not UK, but like, we're going to take care of you guys. Like the fact that that stuff is just getting disseminated to the public and they right. have no control over that. That scares the shit out of these guys yes. because the blue blood, we are a blue blood podcast. We, we, we joke are, about it all yeah. the time. The blue blood. Do we joke? Okay. Yeah. Continue. They're, they're untouchable. They're invaluable. Yeah. They are so valuable to the construct of the NCAA model that yep. they know that they are fine. Mm -hmm. But now they don't have control of that. And I think that is why they're going to be shitting bricks. Yeah. And as a Carolina fan, even Bill Self saying in a text message, we're not Carolina or Duke, even though nothing has come out. Nazir Little came out that his parents didn't want to get paid and wanted him to basically stay away mm -hmm. from the Adidas guys. I'm excited about all that stuff, but I still know that Bill Self in a text message allegedly said, we're not Duke or Carolina. So that, that scares the shit out of people if you're one of those fans. I don't think it was alleged, did it? Like he said it in the text message. But it was just like what— it, I just say the, allegedly in front of everything because I don't want to get, get sued. I'm broke. I mean, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. By the way, the uh, the we, we can we can talk we can introduce self into this conversation because that's the other juicy thing. We started with Zion because of course we did. Like why you know we have to we have to stay on brand here. But. And, and the one last thing I would say on the Zion thing is that Will Wade was also on a phone call talking, yeah. doing the exact same thing. So it's not just that Zion was the big thing. Like Will Wade is a head coach in college basketball. Right. He is a grown man. Yeah. And he is the one doing it. So, like, Zion's 18 years old. I understand his stepfather, all that sort of stuff. We've seen it before. We've seen Cecil Newton, all that sort of stuff. But to have a head coach on a phone call, to have a head coach texting guys that work at Adidas. It's not smart. That is the next level of, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Damn, dude. Uh, let's talk about the self thing, though, because self is the other. As I said, uh, we had, there were a handful of times this week where it was like, we need an emergency pod. Zion was certainly one of them. Um the other one was Bill Self has now been ro roped into all this because, as you said, when it comes from a head coach, it's much bigger deal. Like Will Wade, Matt, he obviously doesn't matter enough for us to really spend a ton of time on it, but uh, he did. He did matter. Like that catches my attention when it's a head coach yeah. because, as you said, we have all these fall guys. Uh, so with the with the Zion thing, we hear that the the Kansas assistant coach is texting Zion. It's like okay that sort of looks bad for Kansas, but what does it mean for Bill Self? Because that's what really matters, right? Mm -hmm. um, and Dickie V did tweet. That a Hall of Fame coach right. was going Dickie to get v hit. Called us. Like he Dickie, called us. Dickie V is basically the scooper of all scoopers. That at this is, point. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but that might be a Duffy nomination for yes. excellence in journalism. Yes, Dickie V, right there. Dick Vitale FaceTiming yeah. Rick Pitino, and Rick's like, "Sports? Let me <laughs> tell you about sports." Can I just? I forgot to make this comment when we brought this up. When Dickie V drops the bombshell on Twitter, he's like, "I'm hearing tomorrow in the trial, a Hall of Fame coach could go down." He like throws us. He releases this to Twitter. No one really. He doesn't really clarify what he's talking about he just kind of throws it out there and then like an hour later he's doing a periscope from his office to talk about like the baseball playoffs <laughs> and i just it's so because he, he dig if he does these periscopes oh, all the time they're right? amazing. like he's driving out to, to dinner and he's in his car and he's doing the periscope so uh just the fact that he like drops this big bombshell and then he, he, it's like it's it, it's a blip it's a blip on his radar it's like My bombshell <laughs> okay moving on to the other, the real story of the right, day back to, yeah, can, this is just a blip We're can going. the Yankees line up figure out Chris Sale is tonight <laughs> what do you guys think about Giancarlo Stanton like alright Diggy V can you get back to the main point uh, I also thought it would be hilarious if someone texted him that as as like generic as he tweeted it and they were talking about Rick Pitino yeah <laughs> he's yeah. already going down for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh baby, I got some juice. So anyway, Bill Self, like we finally get the 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 red meat that we so desire. Tate by Bill Self, his text being brought. Were, were they admitted to court? No, they were not. They were not. No, that was the story though. Yes. There was like that was it was like Dan Wetzel, I think, said 
these tech or was it Schleybach? Was this a Schleybach? I think it was Schleybach. Yeah. Well, they're they're all on. I mean, Pat Ford, we should give there. credit to all the Yahoo, Pat Forty, Pete, yeah. Dan, all those guys. They, oh, they, yeah. Shout out they to are the guys. ones that are literally uh, Mark Titus and I. I think we both sort of handle it the same way. We read everything, and if we see there's no cameras and stuff, but there have been some audio leaks that have come yeah. out. We'll watch some of that stuff if we can. But like these guys are literally listening to every single word, writing down every. They're just you know maybe not Schleybach. Schleybach is listening yeah. to that phone recording still. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to figure out what happened. Uh, but I think everyone else is doing a great job with covering this stuff. Uh, but we got to get the tape, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, those guys, those guys dig through the trash. They pick it. They throw, they just dig through the trash and throw out the good pieces. You and I collect that. The yeah. pieces that they throw out, we make it all pretty and we present it to the world. That's how this I, operation. I just want to give them credit because like journalists get very, very upset if you yeah. like use things that are in there. And yeah. I understand that as someone who wrote stuff. You're a journalist. Once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I get that. So I want to give them credit. But back to Adidas. Adidas is the front they're they're the face of all this. And the two guys that are the face of all this, as far as coaches, Bill Self and Rick Patino. Right. And in the closing statements that were yesterday, it was argued, uh the the defense argued. That Bill Self knew of the payments. Right. And that Rick Pitino, Rick Pitino, we already know he knew of the payments, but, but they said Rick Pitino knew of the payments. So this is good news if you're Debbie Yao. This is good news if you're Mark Gottfried, because the only two guys that they say in the defense definitely knew what was happening as far as payments because they have text message records. Right. That were not permissible, so that they can't use that the jury when they're, yeah. they're deliberating this. But Rick Pitino and Bill Self didn't know according to the defense. I think this is actually bad for Bill Self. This this the, the Zion the Zion part I don't think like nothing's gonna happen with that because mm-hmm. it's it's hearsay it's it's it, it we don't have like it was a, it was a conversation between between t- a Kansas assistant and Merle Code like you could you could very easily argue Bill's it, had it's, no it's, idea it, you can argue that it's complete bull it, it's complete bullshit but you could argue that like the Kansas assistant was just making was just really salty that he didn't get Zion Williamson so he was making up a story about Zion Williamson and that's what the FBI heard or whatever so I I think like Zion's gonna get get a be just fine but the bill self to have the, the text messages of him saying I'm happy with Adidas just got to get a couple real guys um I don't know how you really get around that, honestly. And it's it's not even about like the Zion thing is the juicy headline for this. The real story is DeSosa, right. who is they have Gasnola, the Adidas guy, testified already. This is on the record that he paid the guardian of DeSosa two twenty five hundred dollars. And then he was planning to finish out. That was basically a down payment for DeSosa. DeSosa commits on August 30th. And now he has $20,000 that was already agreed upon to then pay the Guardian for, for the full services of DeSosa right. being at, at Kansas. I almost called him at Adidas. So basically, Adidas, basically at Adidas. And so that is really the most damning part. This guy, Ful- Falmain, I think is his name. Uh, Finney Falmain. Finney Falmain, which it's is like... a great name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we keep we keep talking about like movies that need to get made, and yeah. I, they try to make The Godfather every single you know ten years. They try to make the new mob movie. You know, you remember like uh, there's a million different iterations of that that have come out. Even like you know The Departed in 2006. We can go on and on. This is the mob. This yeah. is corruption. This is everything that you want out of a mob movie from the names of the people involved, from the way that they do business. We from, apparently have murders as we've learned. <laughs> like from the bet that like there could be more murders. I'm surprised there aren't more murders. What is going on? How is this happening? And here we are. I mean, that, and the beauty of all this, again, as we've said, this is all us being able to build a narrative because this is a criminal trial that has nothing to do with the larger grand scale of what is happening in college basketball. 
let me just read this nugget so people, because again, I I, I want to go off the assumption that people kind of don't really have, don't really dig through the trash like you and I do. Um, so I'm going to present this to the people, or like the um, FBI does yeah. when they're trying to figure out if you are defrauding universities. Mm-hmm. On this is from the Schleybach article on ESPN. So, <laughs> so, you so know take it's this good. for what it's worth. <laughs> so you know it's good. Uh, oh my god, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> on September 19th, 2017, three days before Kansas announced that it had agreed to a 12-year, $191 million contract extension with Adidas, Gasnola, the, the Adidas guy, texted Bill Self and thanked him for helping the sponsorship deal get done. Self responded, quote, I'm happy with Adidas, just got to get a couple real guys. Gasnola replied, in my mind, it's KU, Bill Self, everyone else fall into line. Too expletive bad, so probably too fucking bad. We'll we'll guess there. Too fucking bad. That's what's right for Adidas basketball, and I know I am right. The more you win, more lot have lottery picks, and you happy. That's how it should work in my mind. Self responded. That's how UR works at UNC and Duke. And then Gasnola replied at Kentucky as well. Uh, so the first thing that jumped out to me, by the way, when I read through this, was like. Holy shit, these guys are terrible textures because, like, just typos out mm-hmm. the ass. Um, mm-hmm. Bill Self says that's how you are works. That's how your your works. And then he hits a period, and then it's like a new sentence, and it says at UNC and Duke. Um, I like to think that guess, he has the VR goggles yeah. on and he's watching <laughs> the OA game, the title game, and he's just like texting while doing that. Uh, but anyway, like, th- th- that's the first takeaway that jumps out of you. But the, the real thing, though, in all seriousness, is. That's a very very bad look for self. I mean, it's there's there's really no other way. You can you can be a Kansas fan and put your ha- head in the sand as much as you want, but um, I don't really see how you, cut, you draw any other conclusion than like self knows how the game is played. Um, that's not to say that he's nefarious. That's not to say that he's trying to um, he, that he's the one dropping these bags and all that kind of stuff. At the very least, I think like the best case scenario for Bill Self in this situation, based on what we see from these text messages is that he just knows that like Adidas is doing something and he's like, I don't want to be a part of it. You guys just do whatever you got to do to get it done. And that's still, sorry to say Kansas fans, that's still uh, no bueno. That's still a problem. So I don't know. That's I mean, good. that one's going to be interesting. Yeah, and I'll, and we should say this too. I mean, we just brought up the DeSosa thing, and you're saying to yourself, "Well, what's twenty five hundred dollars to a kid when, or what's twenty thousand dollars?" Or if you're talking about NC State and you're talking about Dennis Smith, and you're like, "What is forty thousand dollars?" I'll put it in context. Billy Preston, mm-hmm. uh, famous, famously known from the Billy Preston mystery of last year, his family was paid ninety thousand mm-hmm. dollars. He did not play a game at Kansas. He was texting his mom that the NCAA was there. She was saying, don't say you know anything. Don't say you know who bought the card. Don't say you've talked to anyone. Say that your Nana and I got it. Say that we got it in Florida. Say blah, blah, blah. They have all this. Mm-hmm. So it's not just Zion's name was brought up that his family wanted money or that DeSosa got $2,500 or any of this sort of stuff. It's basically like Adidas committed on the record. This is from the Louisville coach Shatner who was on the stand. Adidas, they knew this. Adidas finance had $750,000 paid out to an AAU team in Springfield, Massachusetts. Which makes me ask the question, who the fuck is in Springfield, <laughs> Massachusetts, Massachusetts to get $750,000? What? 
So if they're getting seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars, Gatto knows yeah. that an AAU program that yeah. I mean maybe someone can pull out Michael Carter Williams went there or something, and I know he's from Massachusetts, and maybe that's interesting. Or Marcus Canby played there in the Patrick 90s. Patrick Ewing from Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like maybe maybe pull that off. But just having that knowledge, right? I'm already mm-hmm. at a wait. What? Like right. what? How, we have that much money, and people know about it, and people are talking about it. And then he also said, Coach Patino knows exactly why Jim Jim Gatto is calling. It's to discuss a player with Coach Patino. Mm-hmm. So these guys, as much as you were saying, like Bill Self is playing the game. I I think Bill Self has to play the game. I think Rick Patino has to play the game. Under Armour's playing the game. Nike's playing the game. These guys are saying it. That, in, and like, I think that's the defense. Yes. I think, I th- and that's what I want to 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 hammer home to, to Duke fans, to it's Kansas fans. It's not personal. Yes. It's the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I want to hammer home to Duke and Kansas fans is like, yeah. if you take the attitude, if you're on Twitter arguing, and Carolina fans, and, and Indiana Carolina, fans, yeah. like everybody, we're and, all we're and, all complicit. And you get, and yeah. you, get you, you know, like, but but these these acute instances. If you're a Kansas fan and you're saying and you're arguing like, well, Bill Self actually didn't do anything wrong. You're an idiot. Don't mm-hmm. do that. That's not your defense. Your mm-hmm. defense is like, one, this is how the game is played, yeah. and we're just playing the game. Don't hate and the players. Everyone, hate the game. Everyone's playing. You have to do the everyone's doing it mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. Um, that's your move. Uh, number two, I think you just like you y- you just go all in with the because uh, because it's popular now. Like you just say the players deserve to get paid. That's the that's the move too. Is like no one's gonna refute that. No one at this point. You just say good. I'm glad our players are getting paid because they deserve it. And then that's like the cool thing to do now. As we can we can move on to the the G League stuff. And we can talk about. The fact that Adam Silver is trying to save or yeah. kill college basketball simultaneously at the same time. Yeah. Coach Calipari has been saying this since 2012. It has been cool to say since around 2012 right. that players should get paid. This is a pimps and hoes situation. And now all the pimps are getting called out. And everyone else is like, see, told you, you, That's should, be, I, you should be paying us. I don't think you should deny what you've done. I think you should justify what you've done. Yes. That's my that's my and then offer, stance. And then offer an actual offer of like, hey, this has been wrong since the 50s and 60s. And it's gotten even worse over time due to TV contracts and just right. the amount of money that we're making. We know that, hey, what, what did I say? My bad. I think we all deserve one my bad. Yeah. Like I think if you if you're there and you're sitting on the stand, you should be like, hey man, I got one my bad. This is my bad. This is my bad. Like I, our bad. Like our bad. We we have screwed just, this up. I'm just picturing. I'm just picturing like Bill, like Bill on Self the stand. on the stand tapping his chest. My bad. It's like the judge. Like the yeah. judge says something, or like the the prosecution says something to him, and he's just like, you know what? Taps his chest. That one's on me. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and, sorry, what? Bill? And then the judge is right there, and he does like the classic coach response. Like we knew it was your bad. Yeah, it's like <laughs> we knew. Like, we knew it was your bad. It's like when Evan Turner you have to tell us. Evan Turner chucks a pass into the fifteenth row, and he's like, "That one, that one's on me. My bad." It's like no shit, dude. <laughs> is that like the most hated thing that you could do in high school sports? I, every single kid on any of my teams that ever did my bad, we're like, "Yeah, dude, of course. Like, of course, is your bad." <laughs> well, so we we like you threw it in the fifteenth stand. Like, yes, of course. Now go sit your ass on the bench. Like, but but that's what it's going to be. I mean, that's uh, that's what I see happening. I think that the like I hope best case scenario that they do try to make an adjustment and not say that the real problem is transfers and graduate yeah. transfers because that's crazy. But we know these people. Yeah, like it, it, there's two different schools of thought. People change, people don't change. I don't think these guys are going to change. No. I think I think this is set in stone. This is what it is. And I think, unfortunately, that is the reason that I am worried about Bill Self and the reason that I am worried about Kansas because these other guys are not going to go out on a limb for you. Right. 
Like right. they're not. Coach K is not going to go out and be like, you know what? That's, Bill Self's right. He had to, yeah. he is playing the game. This is this is not good. We've had, we've had to deal with this for a long time in college basketball. I think it's about time Nike comes to the forefront, lets us know, Adidas lets us know, Under Armour lets us know, that Puma is, lets us know. That's the exciting part for me is that I think the, the other thing with Bill Self is is you kind of just hope that something worse comes along and you deflect it to that. You're like, but what about Zion? What, go go look at him and mm-hmm. and keep having that happen. So I'm hopeful for this world where that that is what in happens. A world. Yeah. This world yeah. where uh people do start throwing each other under the bus because you have to because it's like just self-preservation. No no pun intended. But uh Bill Self's just like I'm pretty fucked here. My my only hope is if again the NCAA has like three people that work on I keep saying three. I don't I don't mean to for people to take that literally that there's only three, but the NCAA doesn't have a ton of resources well, there, there to investigate. Th- there are stuff. three people right now that don't have the VR goggles yeah, on right. that are willing and able to help. The point is, the They're NCAA doesn't have a ton of resources for like investigating all this stuff. They're going to be in overhead as they try to to figure all of this out. Yeah. And so, if you're Bill Self, you just hope that you just want to point them towards something worse, and then that's going to be awesome because he's going to be pointing at something worse. Everyone's going to be pointing at everyone else, and then. People rat on each other. Which brings us to VCU. So it goes all the way to the top. (laughs) Okay, what? It goes all the way to the top. It goes all the way to VCU, which is where this is where they're going to go with this. We know Tarkanian told us, you know, if they're mad at Kentucky, if they're mad at Kansas, they're going to take it out on Virginia Commonwealth Mm -hmm. University. And if you put the puzzle pieces together, right, you got to look at it. You got to think about who's been at VCU. Okay. Hmm. Capel. Tough start. Jeff Gable. <laughs> Jeff Gable, tough start. Okay, that's a guy that we have uh, some interest in. So a guy that talked to the Zion. That's a guy who, as you were yeah. saying earlier, where Duke won the 2000, the 2010 national title. Yeah. And then... Uh, uh, a different guy came in. And then not long after that, Capel comes in. Mm. Then they start knocking out of the park recruiting. Then Capel leaves. Then what's the recruiting class look like next year? And no one. Interesting. Yeah. I think they got one guy, but... Doesn't count. Yeah, yeah doesn't. <laughs> Not to me. Doesn't count to me. But if you round down, that's no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, zero. Round to the nearest ten. What is one zero. times zero, Titus? It's zero. So Jeff Cable, original bad guy, one of our okay. favorites, star of the show. He's at VCU. He starts it out. What's another team that came up in this whole situation? Texas. Shaka Smart. Shaka was at VCU. Guess where he was, okay. folks. Uh, VCU. Where did he go to the Final Four? Where's he not going now? Final Four. Where's he trying to go again? Probably the Elite Eight at best at Texas. I mean, he's going to try. So he's in there. He's involved. And then... Number three, this is so we get two strikes at this point, mm-hmm. right? Looking at UVCU, looking at Richmond, it all goes back to Richmond. It goes, got, it goes all the way to the top, all the way to the top. Uh, Richmond, Virginia, They're just trying to be the Richmond Spiders, trying mm-hmm. to get it to figure it out. Number three, Will Wade, just at VCU, goes down to LSU. He's on these well, phone calls. Goddamned. He's like, he didn't even know the kid that they were trying to get him to get. He's like, is it the big kid? And they're like, I mean, yeah, sure, he's pretty Holy big. Holy shit, dude! Who so did, all three VCU guys, all implicated at some did, level. Who did VCU beat? In the 2011 Elite Eight to go to the Final Four. Whoa, Kansas. Yes, Bill Self. Yes, it comes full circle. So Holy do you think? Shit. Do you think that Bill Holy Self shit. has just been in a? He's been in a war with VCU ever since. Oh my god! And all the and all the little VCU people that have gone elsewhere, they're still okay. loyal to okay. VCU. I like this. I, so the, this goes all okay. So why? But why? The question then becomes why VCU? I, I'm with you on the conspiracy because yes. we have we have. Three or four data points. That's mm-hmm. all you need for a conspiracy. Um, but then we got to fill in the rest. Why VCU? Because it comes back to the crux of all college basketball conversations. Public schools versus private schools. Mm. And rivalries. The greatest rivalry outside of, you know, Duke, Carolina. Just in that region of the world. Richmond versus VCU, as far as heated people, upset people, fans in the stands, uh-huh. people taking pride in it. 
different classes between the VCU people and the Richmond people and the private school and the public school. It created too much, and Richmond's able to get these Richmond's kids private. Private, you know, they can bring they these can close kids their in. Books. And VCU's like, I want skiing from Wake Forest. I want this transfer. And then Kay's like, I don't like graduate transfer. <laughs> and 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 they started this whole thing. So that's when it all happened. It was public versus private. It goes all the way back to the '60s. Uh, they're probably watching it up okay. in Indy right now. So that's I like this. That's where it is. So so Dude. NCAA. I've already done your whole thing for you. You got to go to VCU, give them the death penalty, and then college, <laughs> then college basketball is fixed. Some, some fan, some VCU fan was listening to this. Like I'm kidding. VCU. Like he was play, he, Not your fault. Some VCU fan out there was like pressing play on this podcast he's reading the description it's good we're talking about zion and bill self and he's like oh this is gonna be good i'm gonna <laughs> yeah. love this he's like what the fuck <laughs> yeah, he's like what just happened <laughs> he's, like, he's like we just get blamed for everything uh i just did exactly what the ncaa is going to do with <laughs> yes, all of this uh that is how they are going to piece it together and then when you ask them they're just going to play videos of condoleezza rice just making faces like damn that's not good <laughs> that sucks that hurts hate to see that so how does how does the vcu then tie in with the um your your German your FBI is going after Adidas. It's a working Ger- theory. We're, we're, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta I know the VCU is a Nike school. We have two separate yeah. massive conspiracies. We yes. gotta tie them together, yes. and then we'll write a book about it and sell millions. Yes, and that'll be great. Yes, Sweet. and then we'll and then we'll go That's to great. DC and we'll we'll be there and testify. Richmond, how close is Richmond to DC? Like twenty minutes? Yeah, about twenty five. That's. Uh, <laughs> That adds to the theory. Twenty minute drive from Richmond to DC. It's, where, it's, you know, it's all about proximity uh, and payments. Interesting. <laughs> um, this is all assuming that college. You know, you, you we're talking about what the NCAA is going to do, what college basketball is going to look like. But this is all assuming that college basketball exists, Tate. Yes. Um, because I have my doubts that college basketball will even be around next season. Because news broke today mm. that the NBA <laughs> is willing to pay. What was what was the what was the phrasing like selective select contra- select contracts to elite high school guys? Mm. Basically, the NBA is too chicken shit to do away with the one and done rule. Or I guess they can. I guess the CBA has to run out first. But anyway, this is their like go around to l- allow guys to come out of high school. Meanwhile, the last the time G- they renegotiated the CBA was in 2011, 2012. And when everyone was like, "Hey, what about that one and done thing?" They're like. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We're sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Did you see Anthony Davis? We're sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, the, um, the players can now go straight out of high school to the G league and the G league will pay them $125,000. If, if you're, if you're an elite prospect and this is basically long story short, college basketball is going to be dead because mm. guys are not going to play college basketball anymore. They're going to go straight to the G league for a year, make 125 grand be able to sign all these endorsements. I'm sorry. I can't say I'm, I'm laughing. laughing. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm laughing as, as the idea is being tossed in my um, face. And then they're going to go pro and then college basketball, as we know it, is dead, Tate. That's the story, right? Wow. That's so, what's going to happen. <laughs> so you're telling me uh, the NBA is going to get lauded and applauded for basically yeah. saying, you know, remember when Michael Jordan was all mad that he drafted Kwame Brown out of high school first and paid him all these millions of dollars and everyone in Washington was like, why are we losing money on a guy uh-huh. and why do we get this high school kid and this is ridiculous. We got to get rid of this. We got to figure something else out. And they're like, what about, hey, yeah. what about this? What if they have to play? Think about this. Yep. Think about this. Well, they had to play one year in college. We can scout them. 
And then they have to come mm-hmm. out. Everyone's like, yeah, pretty good idea. Like, that sounds pretty cool. Like, because if not, Michael Porter Jr. is what, the number one pick last right, year? Yeah. And we got to deal with that. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a waste of money. And instead of paying them the millions of dollars that we used to pay these guys for being the number one pick, how about we just give them $125,000, <laughs> make them play in Sioux Falls, <laughs> and then when we're ready, we'll just bring them up to our team, and it's, we'll be set. It's absolutely hysterical. We don't have to waste a draft pick on them. First off, right? Yeah. Like, we don't have to worry about that anymore. We don't have to worry about wasting draft pick on this this high school senior named Zion Williamson that is, right. you know, getting compared to LeBron James. We don't have to worry about that. We'll just pay him $125,000. Cam Newton made 180000 to play quarterback <laughs> right. at Mississippi State, they're and gonna, he didn't even go. They're taking pay cuts to, to go play in the G League. It's funny, though. We, can I just mention off this top, and I and I, I tweeted this, that the, the NBA created this problem. I think yes. this gets lost in the shovel because we live, we live in a world, in a world, where... Adam Silver is a genius, and anything he does, anything the NBA does, it's it's lit, fam. Uh, it's it's what, whatever other shitty memes like the NBA Twitter. We run the memes. Mm. We're the meme lords. Mm. We the NBA is the greatest goddamn league on earth. It's yeah. it's all, college basketball will be around forever. Kermit sips tea, and it's Adam Silver. Yeah, yeah. and then meanwhile, the NCAA is the most corrupt. Like it's they're basically slave. They not even basically. They are literally slaves, folks. And we this this institution is corrupt, and we need to kill it. Wait, did Miss Carter and, just and walk this, in yeah. here? Like, hey, this hey, is the world hey, we live in. We're like. Adam Silver can do anything, and it's a genius move. And the NCAA does anything, and it's the worst move ever. And no one even cares about any sort of context. So it seems to be getting lost in the shuffle that this whole problem, this whole black market that exists in college basketball, these, these shoe companies that have are dropping bags left and right. And that's not to say that players weren't getting paid before the one and done rule. I'm just saying that like the the stakes the stakes were raised mm-hmm. once the one and done started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when the the exploitation started because before the one and done, guys could have just gone from high school to pro. But then the one and done happens, then you create this system of exploitation, and then that's that's how we got there. But anyway, this is all because of the NBA. The mm-hmm. NBA did this. Mm-hmm. Granted, it was David Stern, not Adam Silver, but it's still the same organization. You represent your organization. That's how it goes. Your organization puts in this rule that causes this problem, and then now your organization comes and you offer like a half measured solution. And everyone's like, oh my God, Adam Silver, progressive commissioner, mm-hmm. genius. We're doing it. We're, we're sticking it to those scumbags at the NCAA who, th- th- this was never an NCAA thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. So um, that's hysterical to me that, that that's the, the takeaway here. And what do we know from this program? You can get paid in exposure. People right. get paid in exposure all the time. Mm-hmm. Guess who gets paid in exposure? Every single kid that goes to play at Duke that knows first game of the season, I'm playing in the Champions Classic and I'm going to play on ESPN proper. What are you going to do when you're playing on, I don't know, the Greensboro Swarm? The, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Yeah, and yeah. there's a guy uh, well, that's 35 years old that's on the team, so Andre Ingram. I want to say this, though. It, it, like, there's, there's that argument of, like, uh, is this what's the better route for the players? But I just want to say this because this is another point that needs to get made before I, I get off track here. Um this is going to do nothing to college basketball. No. And I think what people That's the whole point. what NBA fans don't understand like basically your 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 NBA fans who like like go to some shitty liberal arts college on and live on the coast their whole lives and like have never I'm sorry your college sucked at sports. You, mm-hmm. They don't understand what college they 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 seem to think that like college sports exist as is a it, minor they league. They think it's about the already? players. Yeah. They think that people are going yes. to Duke basketball games and they're yes. saying to themselves, "Granted, they are talking about it." They but they're not going if Lee Melchione's eight children 
We're all starting on Duke. Guess what? Everybody's still in Cameron. You're going to hate every single one of those kids as a Carolina fan. I already hate them. I don't even know them. All the Duke fans (laughs) are going to love them. And that's the point that like... Like NBA people that think that this is going to matter in any way to college basketball, they can't comprehend that that's the reality that we live in as college fans. Is like you could you could literally and I'm, I, I use literally literally yes you could literally put third graders on a basketball court in Ohio State Michigan jerseys and both fan base and like say this is college basketball now and both fan bases would be like. I mean, it was cool when they could dunk, but like, I guess this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, layups are Fuck tight them, too. You know? yeah, 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 I like backdoor <laughs> like cuts too. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Like, we don't we don't cheer. We're not idiots. We know we, we know that the players in the NBA are better than the players in college. That has never been the claim. Like, people who like college basketball, we have never. There's never been a moment where people are like, I like college basketball because I think the players are better in college. No one says that. Mm-hmm. We we like college basketball because that's where I went to school. That's where I grew up. This is where my family generations went to school. Like, this represents what I love and who uh, really like who I am. Like you talk about like the people who, who, who get their identities from like the professional sports teams. Like the, the, the colleges is literally like my identity. This is, I went to school here. I, I yeah. paid thousands of dollars to go to school. This is who I am. That's why I like, that's how college sports started. It's not because like, Oh cool. We have like the, a guy who's going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft. So getting, getting, taking the top, 20 guys and sending that you could you could fill the entire G League if if how many teams are in the G League 30 yeah. say they have well, not, I don't even know they've gotten to 30 yet they're like still trying to get say to they 30. have 15 guys yeah. on each team what is that 450 players in the G League let's just for argument's sake take the the top 450 recruits every single year in college basketball send all 400 and that was, that's not even how it works but even if that's what we're doing top 500 top 500 recruits in college basketball every single year immediately go to the G League and then college basketball is left with the rest guess what People are still going to go fucking nuts for college basketball in March Madness. Of course, it's and not you know, going to change a thing. And you know what also is going to happen? Which I don't. I haven't heard anyone say this. Like basically, we're going to be put in a situation where there are those guys that go get that one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars yeah. and suck. Yeah, and then now they're not at a school, right? right. Now these schools probably have blackballed them because yeah. they operate in the same way that like an NFL team or any of these guys yeah. would. Because they're like, oh, you spurned us. You don't want to come to Auburn. Well, screw you forever. I'm never going right. to help you out. So now you're creating a situation where now the NBA has to basically be the facilitator for these guys and be almost like administrative for these guys and become almost like a university type and like try to give them. And when you talk about the economics of everything, that that gets lost on people too. Is like, yes, yes, like a guy. Uh, just the first name that comes to mind is is Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's just maybe because you brought him up earlier. Yes, Anthony Davis could have gone and played at DePaul. He could have stayed home in Chicago. And gone to DePaul, and he still would have probably been the number one pick. He still probably would have won National Player of the Year and just been an insane, one of the best basketball players college basketball has ever seen. And guess what he would have made? Double what they offered him yes. with a select contract, $250,000. Another, another wrinkle that gets lost is that Anthony Davis, by choosing Kentucky and having that Kentucky affiliation for his entire life, like, you know how many more jerseys he's selling? You know how many more people are like loving it? Like, I don't know if it really matters for his bottom line because he's going to be rich as shit anyway. But all these guys that like, like when you choose college basketball, you are inheriting this massive fandom that is yeah. going to follow you for the rest of your career. That matters. That's money. Like if, if Kyrie Irving puts out a shoe, like every Duke fan's buying that shoe. Yeah. And, and if, if Kyrie Irving it. had played for the, the Fort Wayne Mad Ants and yeah, like th- these things matter and it, except only you and I seem to notice it. I don't know. Maybe we're smarter anymore. Maybe we're the idiots. I don't know. I also, as far as a college basketball fan, I think the 
the problem with the the way that college basketball is talked about and all that sort of stuff because it's been polluted by the NBA influence on everything. Like yeah. like in the same way, I remember in two thousand eight when Carolina was about to play Oklahoma, and I was watching all the previews for everything. Tyler Hansbrough is the national player of the year. He's the best player in the country. I am not saying Tyler Hansbrough is better than Blake Griffin by any by any. There's no way that I, you could ever think Good. that. But but yeah, but in <laughs> college, but, but from a college basketball standpoint, in the season, right? Mm-hmm. Just like talking about what the guy had been. No, fucked, you're not wrong. Yeah, like, it was like it was, uh, it was like Tim Tebow. It's like sure, Tim Tebow could go play this right. guy. He could, he could play uh, Sam Bradford, and we know Sam Bradford's a better pro prospect. But Tim Tebow has captured the zeitgeist of right. college basketball right. in the same way that Tyler was at the time. And going into that game, I just remember watching it with my my family at the time, and we were talking about. It was a Blake. It was a Blake Griffin like basically NBA promo right. leading into the game. And yes. meanwhile, like Taylor Griffin's on the team, his brother is like really impactful. No, they didn't talk about anybody, but Blake Griffin going to the game, and he dominated Tyler Hansbrough that night. I remember that vividly. He had an amazing game. It was all cool. But I just remember watching that and saying, "Wow, this is weird that we're like we're not even we're like we're already talking about the pro translation and its March Madness. Like we're not even giving it room to breathe." But mm-hmm. that's because as the NBA people have been involved and invested in college exactly. basketball, they now dictate the topics and the terms and the way the game is talked about and how the game has changed. The shot clock going down. Like they have tried to manipulate college basketball into the minor league, and then they try to play the the laissez faire. Like we don't really care. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Right. Like we'll, we'll, we hope yeah. it works out. It's like, no, you guys are very involved in all of this. There's a fundamental misunderstanding of what college basketball is from college basketball fans and NBA fans. College basketball fans say, if you ask us what college basketball is, I would say it's guys representing universities playing basketball. Which, which is, seems to be pretty much what it is. Which is it every not? single person in Indiana in their VR right now just gave a yeah. thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, they give the Chuck stu- Norris thumbs up. I'm sorry, up. I didn't mean guys. I meant student athletes representing <laughs> yes, the universities like, for the love of the game. Good job, Mark. If you ask an NBA fan what college basketball is, they would say it's a minor league mm-hmm. for the NBA. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason it matters. They mm-hmm. only care about who the guys are getting drafted. The good player, Tyler Hansborough is not a good player because he's not high on mock draft boards mm-hmm. and we don't care about him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's like, no, this dude is one of the best college basketball players who's ever lived. And you say even you say that now, people start laughing. It's like yeah, I don't know. Qual- qual- it's qual- it's qual- a different like sport. I'm times. sorry. I'm like, a, the guy's unbelievable. Yeah. Look at the stats. Um, and and that's and that 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 is the 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 thing with the G League. And that is it's like why it's hilarious. And you and I want to make jokes about this. And honestly, we we spent too much time talking about it because it's like it's not gonna. It, you know what it is? It's a blip. This is a blip. <laughs> Nothing's gonna come of it. It's like, just a blip. Like there'll be one or two guys that are gonna do it, and and people are gonna applaud them for beating the system. And and we say this, and I I, I hate that I have to reiterate this. I hate the NCAA. I think players should be getting paid. I think you should be able to profit off your own likeness. I'm not. I'm. You know. Like. I'm. I'm all for that. Just like. Let's have some nuance. Let's understand. Like. What is actually going on here? Um. The NBA created a problem. They. They came up with a half-assed solution to their own problem. The NCAA had nothing to do with any of this. The NCAA is the one like suffering from all this because the, the this black market was created by the N- NBA, and somehow the NBA has come out. Ahead and Adam Silver's a genius and the greatest commissioner and Adam basically like Adam Silver's like the cool dad yeah and everyone loves the cool dad it's like yeah my my well I mean if you put it like Zion Williams turns I mean I would like my stepdad that like got me hundred and fifty thousand dollars right I mean that'd be nice Uh, I kind of want to put it in terms of uh, in a Coach K quote because every single league the NBA the NCAA like all these guys they point to the rules that they have written Mm -hmm. and they're like that is sorry. Yeah. And as Coach K said last year when they brought up the Christian Dawkins reports uh, with, with the, the dinners with, with the Carter family, he said, ledgers are ledgers. It's not the Ten Commandments. It may not be right. 
And I think that goes across the board to the NCAA bylaws that are there, the mm-hmm. NBA with the CBA and what they have agreed. Ledgers are ledgers. It was made up by us. We wrote it. It is not the Ten Commandments. Right, exactly. We can dictate and change things. You can change it. It is not right. It's not that hard. We know it's not right. Yeah. Everyone knows it's not right. You go ask anyone on the street, they're going to be like, yeah, it's kind of messed up. It did take, what, 25 years to get to a point where people are now talking about it not being right. right. But it doesn't mean that every time that a little a little thing is done, we have to jump up with joy. Like, yeah. I, saw, I saw Tracy McGrady on the jump today being like, this is such a great thing. This is going to be tough for college basketball. And I just wanted someone to smack Tracy and say, hey, Tracy, remember when you were in Durham at Hillside and you said, you know what, F this. I don't want to go to Duke. I want to go to the NBA and make millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. And guess what you did? And guess what? College basketball. We're just fine. Just fine. <laughs> We're doing fine. Like, why Why do we not say that? It's like it never it's, happened. Like, KG did that. Like, all these guys. Sebastian Telfair did and that. Even, and let me, let, me, let me make this point, too. Even if college basketball isn't fine, like, I, I genuinely think this because I, I, I do hold on to some really stupid, like, I hold on to some old school beliefs that people will do the jerk off motion when they hear me say and whatever about college basketball. Well, good thing but we even, can't see you. Yeah. Even if, even if college basketball isn't fine, even if... All these guys go to the G League if, if you know, it's just uh, every every college basketball team is a bunch of Tyler Hansboroughs and Aaron Crafts, and that's what the future of college basketball looks like. And, like, the the the, num- the money starts going down and, like, the ratings are going down and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, I don't care. Yeah. Because can we take a step back? And, again, I know this is – I don't mean to say this in a naive point of view or whatever, but, like – the mission statement of the NCAA is not to give a shit about business. They obviously mm-hmm. do. They're a billion-dollar business, all that kind of stuff. But it, it shouldn't matter. Like, if if the TV – if no one's watching these college games, it should have no bearing on the experience for the, the quote-unquote student-athlete. Because mm-hmm. that's not the – like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because ultimately, at, at the, the genesis of college sports, it's like this is an extracurricular activity for, like, the players to – be, to, to, to come together as a team and represent their schools. This and that's is, literally it. You were so, dealing with unconditional love and affinity so for honestly, a school. If we if that's where we're headed back towards, that's so cool. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Like yeah. I would actually like that. I would love, I would genuinely I genuinely would love for the amateur model to like I don't have a problem with the amateur model. I never have. I have a problem with the players not having another alternative. Mm-hmm. If you sign up for the amateur model and people roll their eyes, they, are, they already do have alternatives. Why don't they go overseas? Because it's not it's not a true equal. Like we need a true thing in this country, and maybe the G League becomes that. That's that's and, so that's cool. But like, and again, it comes back to right. Like what you think is right. Do you think it's right to take a guy like Jalik Felton, who is a guy that gets dismissed from Carolina, a guy that should have another al- alternative way to do or play basketball because right. he's really good at it, but instead he has to go to Slovenia or Bulgaria, a kid coming out of Latta, yeah. South Carolina, yeah. is now going to be in a foreign country at the age of 19 years old, getting paid money for the first time in his life. Do you think that that is a, a proper way to handle a human being, especially no. a teenager that's 19 years old? And then you get to those conversations, and it's like, what ledgers are ledgers. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, w- I would I would actually welcome the G League becoming a, a viable minor league for guys to make a shit ton of money when they're 18, 19, whatever. And then the NCAA is like, you know what? I, I do want to l- – let's rewind the clock and let's go back to the, f- the 50s when the NCAA was like pure and all that shit, and that's what the new NCAA becomes. I'd be fine with that. I yeah. would still love college basketball. I would probably like it more, honestly, because then I don't have to feel bad, like feel weird about rational rationalizing, like watching – kids that are being exploited and all that other shit and all the, the, the cheating going on all this if it was like pure it'd be like sweet this is awesome the, the product the, the the basketball itself probably wouldn't be as good but that might actually make it better who cares my pitch to keep the basketball at the same quality is to use these 
two-way contracts that they have. But now the two-way contracts are deals with the G League team. So it's basically like, if you're on the active roster, you're on a two-way deal, you can play in both, but you can only play a certain amount of games on the NBA team. I want... Semi, the, semi-pro players? I want two-way players to have the chance to be working for an organization like the Charlotte Hornets or you know any of these other NBA teams, have a two-way contract. Like Zion Williamson is coming out of high school. He's the number one player in the country. He is getting recruited by the Boston Celtics. They are going to offer Zion Williamson a two-way contract for three years where he's making $5 million a year. Mm-hmm. He could only play in 25 games. I don't know what the actual number is. He can only play in 25 games for the Boston Celtics. He is also committed to play basketball at Duke University. He can only play a certain finite amount of games. <laughs> so it's like at, a JV varsity thing. Yeah. Like, so basically, like Zion it. Williamson is on the yeah. Celtics. You're excited as a Duke fan that you have Zion Williamson. You're pulling for him. You have vested interest in the Celtics because you're like, if Zion's inactive, he can yeah. play for us. Like he gotcha. can he can be on Duke. So basically, like we're March eighth. Zion Williamson hasn't played for 25 games for the Celtics, and Duke's like, we're playing Carolina. We're having a really shitty season. We need Zion back. And then everyone's like, dude, do you hear Zion's playing in the game? Oh, Zion's yeah. coming back? <laughs> Zion's coming back for the game? Zion comes down to Durham. And then uh, it's like, we're making all this money anyway. Why can't we just act like they're professional teams? They don't have to go mm-hmm. to class. They don't have to do any of this stuff. They can if they want to. They have the resources of a university if they want to tap into it. They also have the resources of the NBA if they want to tap into it. It's like, just do it. I hate that idea. but it's, I know it's that you funny. hate it, but it's I'm funny. just like... I, I, I appreciate... There's, I appreciate, there's <laughs> no way that we're going back to the 50s. I appreciate there's the absurdity no of it. There's, I appreciate the creativity, but I hate it. There's but no it, way. Yeah. There's no way I that's know. happening. There's no way we're going back to this. Um, I, it's all professional, and Zion, be a two-way guy. <laughs> okay, anything else on the G League before we take a break? No. We should take a break, though. We got a good yeah, break. Yeah, we're, we'll take a break. We'll come back right after this. I'd like to welcome everybody to Patino Press. This is uh, something special for me because I'm going to have some guests on that are some of the best in the game and in a lot of different sports. And couldn't really uh, have this podcast without the help of Casamigos Tequila. It was created by George Clooney, who <laughs> was at my national championship game, actually, and I left him tickets in, in 96 at Kentucky because he is from Kentucky and a big fan, as well as Randy Gerber, fellow native uh, Long Islander, <laughs> and Mike Melman, who has all these tremendous resorts throughout the country. Really thankful with Casamigos. It's a great tequila. I drink it. <laughs> it's brought to you by by those who drink it as well. So I'm real excited to have them uh, with us on this on this podcast. Whoa, guys, he did it. Rick Patino is here. The Patino Press is here. Uh, we appreciate him getting that sponsor segment. Yeah, thank you for dropping yeah, the bag. Thank Rick, you, Rick. And, uh, we we appreciate ad time on our podcast. Coach Patino uh, always uh, always looking out for the good guys. He's in the a world. fan of sports, sports and resorts, sports, sports, resorts, talking sports. <laughs> <laughs> and courts, sports, resorts, courts. Rick Pitino. Uh, uh, full disclosure: what you just heard was the ad from Rick Pitino's debut podcast. Uh, not just the ad, Tate. It was the very start of the podcast. That yes. was the, that was the way the podcast. Well, no, it's not true. He has this guy like introduce him. Uh, and I don't know how to describe this guy's voice on the the. It feels like uh, if you were watching Space Jam, but it wasn't like actual like the Looney Tunes playing the Monsters. It was like a the the B or C version game before yeah. that. You know, it sounds like the announcer that and now yeah, I'm an M. But he had like yeah. this. He had this uh this this tone to his voice that he was like speaking to children. Yes, almost it was like. Here comes Rick Patino. Like I don't know how to. I don't know how I can. I can't it's, do it. But it's, uh, it's for fans. Like it's yeah, like fanfare. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's like, like a fanfare. It was like thing, Midnight yeah. Madness if he was intro. And then and then it cuts to Rick Patino and what you just heard is how the podcast starts. <laughs> George Clooney's tequila cup. And you're and you're it's thinking you're. I drink it. I like sports. <laughs> 
Resorts. I like sports, resorts, and George Clooney. George Clooney, a uh, huge Kentucky fan from Kentucky. We learned that early in that, which was great. Uh, also, Wait, Rick- hold on, hold on. I thought Rick Pitino didn't like Kentucky fans. That's interesting. It's weird. Well, he likes Camelot fans. He likes, yeah. Fans of Camelot. Yes, but Papa John likes Kentucky, so Rick Pitino hates him. But then George Clooney... Well, that's a, pers- that's a personal that's vendetta against okay, okay. Papa John, yeah, no, but he loves George sense. Clooney. Um, we laughed just at the thought of a t- tequila company representing this podcast a minute in. Uh, and I then, drink it. Yeah, I mean, I drink it. Uh, and then he was like, and you drink it and support it as well. And, and in my head, I'm like, what is this tequila company? Like, what is this? Uh, like, what is this evaluated at? What kind of money do they have? George Clooney owns it. Randy Gerber. It's got to be a lot of money in this. I go and do some research. They sold this damn thing, mm-hmm. this this tequila company that they went and motor. They did like the motorcycle diaries through Mexico to find the greatest tequila, Randy Gerber mm-hmm. and George Clooney. Somehow they have a bunch of candid photos of them driving on motorcycles through uh, Mexico. Yeah, just marketing, PR, dude. marketing. A billion dollars. Which, Wait, what? A billion dollars with a B. Yes. You put your pinky. This to is your... number one target. Okay. This is Doctor Evil, <laughs> like billion dollars. This is how much money. And then. So I see this. I'm like, this tequila company is evaluated and has been sold for a billion dollars. They're representing Rick Pitino. So money laundering. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So shell company. But second off, I'm thinking, we can only pay these guys $125,000 and there's a billion dollar tequila company. Like maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe a billion dollars isn't that much. Like they keep saying the term is worth a billion dollars. I'm like, well, so is that tequila company yeah, George no Clooney kidding. like <laughs> made up and sold. But he basically took like, he took Jose Cuervo, pulled it into, pulled it into another bottle and then sold it for a billion dollars. I want to, I want to be a money launderer so badly. I just, I just thought about that. Like that's, that's what I, that's my dream. That's how I want to retire is like, I want to start a consulting firm that's like, Criminals come to me and like, dude, we need to we need to launder some money. It's I just, can't wait until twenty years. I'm going to be in New York at the deposition with the FBI, uh-huh. and they're going to play that clip of you saying that you want to be a money launderer. <laughs> and I'm going to be on the stand, and they're going to play my deposition no, from a week before no, see, where I said he never laundered any money, and I was like, shit. <laughs> it, it's a it's a bit. So that way, when I actually do it, I could yeah. Um, I don't. It, it, that just seems. I, it seems so fun to come up with ways to, to launder money. Like those, it's it's like I want to rob a bank Let's and to launder money. I think it mainly goes back to the Honestly, money when I'm sitting on the couch and just staring at the wall, I'm thinking of two things. One is like, how would I launder money? And mm-hmm. two is- Who is the I, yellow king? And how would, I rob, how would I rob a bank? Oh, And those are like two fantasies I always have. And I'll never do it because I'm soft. And, and I think robbing a bank nice has, has gotten played out in, in modern times. I don't think people are robbing. Like since the town. What, Jim, what was that last time we had like a bank? When's the last time we had a good bank robbery movie? You know, That's we need to bring point. that back. Point break. Maybe it's not a bank robbery. It's just a heist in general. Yeah, heist movies are always hot. People love heists. Uh, Anyway, Rick Pitino. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of heist, uh, Rick Pitino. Um, He has Billy Donovan on on the podcast, which is very fun. He he does say that he's going to have a lot of guys from the sports world. Sports? 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 That's Uh, because, by the way, just be prepared mm. to hear sports Sports. a lot when we talk about Pitino. I just love it. What is that accent? Is that the Jim Calhoun, like... uh, I think just it's a reminder that I England. am, yeah, yeah, I am from just, Long Island. Uh, you know me, you know Rick. Yeah, you know I think Spots? it's yeah, it's like I'm getting back to my roots, which I like. Patino tweeted on Wednesday. I just saw on TV that unemployment rate <laughs> <laughs> was at a was at a 50 year low. Oh. Really, with two question marks, sure feels a lot higher at my house with like a. a a side eye emoji. Yeah. Uh, uh, Two things from me. First off, uh, Rick Pitino, that was a very subliminal way to support Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Is that a dog whistle? Is that do we do we qualify that as a dog whistle? Is that <laughs> unbelievable? So that was good. And number two, just like. 
I just thought about him in his sweatsuit at home with his phone out with a whistle around his neck, just thinking about, you know, being able to go to practice at yeah. that moment. And I yeah. think that's what hit him, you know, which I appreciate because I thought Rick Pitino's Twitter was going to be run by like a 25 year old nobody that, you know, like me, like I could run his account. Yeah, 25 year old nobody. Yeah, I could like run 20, his account. Like, hold on, like Rick, someone like you, like a 25 year old nobody. nobody who doesn't know anything. Okay, yes, I, I could, I could run that account, Rick. Rick, I could run your account, uh, but but it, but it seems like he's actually going through some things and tweeting it out. So tweet yeah. through it, Rick. tweet through it. That's always what you got to do. <laughs> Anytime scandal hits you, just tweet through it. Yeah, that's it, the it's, that's the 2012 mantra. <laughs> just tweet through it. <laughs> that's it. Uh, you got anything else before we go? I just wanted to give like one opening night thought about the number one pick, a guy that has also been brought up NBA in the, opening night. NBA yeah. opening night. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, a guy that Kansas missed out on uh, via text, as they said. He is good. Not only good, but like... Would he have won EuroLeague MVP last year? Absolutely. Not only that, he would have dominated EuroLeague. I'm glad he played Doncic last night. I think I, I was excited uh, to just great. to see those guys matched up I and just see the disparity and just raw, pure... Like I'm not saying that Luka Doncic is not skilled and whatever. DeAndre Ayton is... Like a once in a like generation yeah, talent, yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? So yeah. just the fact that there were conversations that this guy should not be the number one pick yeah, because, is driving me insane still to this day. Luka Doncic won your league MVP. That's why. I mean, when have you ever heard that before? The next person that says before. that legitimately to me, I'm going to ask him the last ten year league yeah. MVPs. Yeah. And then if they're, they're, if they're, if they're like name the last ten NBA MVPs, I'm going to be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. If they, they ask me to name the last ten national player of the year, I could do that. So, yeah. Um. Uh yeah, Aiden's awesome. Aiden was very very good. Yeah, uh, that was that that was the only game I watched from start to finish. Uh, I caught the end of the uh, Rockets Pelicans game, but I watched then the next game. Speaking of the that. Pelicans, I am so sorry for all the things that I said about Etwan Moore because Etwan Moore. What did you say about Etwan Moore? Did well, I, I just made jokes that like, I mean, what what is Anthony Davis going to do? Be convinced to sign in free agency with Etwan mm-hmm. Moore? Like, it, yeah. it's not a nice thing to say about anyone. And Etwan Moore had twenty one points last night. Mm-hmm. Looked like he was better than James Ennis by a million miles, and just tore up the Rockets. Mm-hmm. So good night for Trevor Ariza fans, and good night for Etwan Moore. Oh, fans. You know what you do you, as a as a talking head, or if that's what you want to call us, just as like a, a loudmouth media mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. What you do when that happens is you take credit for it and just be like, "Oh, I must have motivated him." That's just all you. Oh yeah, that's how you get you're your welcome, way out of that. Yeah. Moore. Yeah. So you just be like, "Hey, you're welcome." I, it was it was a bit. I the was, thing is, I, I do like each one more's game. Yeah. There you I go. Just, See, there you <laughs> go. You say like like do it like this. What I'm about to do with Doncic that uh, Doncic going five for sixteen was awesome. Going over five from three is awesome. The kid is fat. He he couldn't. He had the one thing where he like went up to dunk it. He couldn't really dunk it. Uh, basically, you just shit on a guy a bunch, and then you you at the very end are like, "But I am rooting for him. Like it's nothing against him. It's yeah. just this media machine that's been created where people where the guy comes off one ball screen and throws a behind the back pass, and like Twitter is going nuts. Just like holy shit, did you see the vision on this on this play that literally every college basketball player that has ever lived could make? Insane that he threw a behind the back pass on a pick and roll to a wide open guy. How does he do it, folks? Um, just my, calm down. Just keep it in your pants. That's all I ask. My hope is that Del Vadova or TJ McConnell take it personally. Just, yeah. Just and when they play Luka, Luka Doncic, like they are just going at him the entire game. That is like best case scenario. Just take you know? his lunch. Yeah. Because like you be watch awesome. some of the stuff that TJ McConnell's done in the NBA, yeah. you'll be shocked. Like if you were impressed so by that behind the back pass, go watch some TJ McConnell highlights because the guy does it all the time. Um. The the other so I watched the Aiden Doncic matchup. Uh, Aiden destroyed, obviously, um, which was awesome. So did Devin uh, and Booker. Then, and then the other thing, I, the other thing from last night that I saw is Alonzo Trier is yes. killing. Yes. Arizona lost to Buffalo last year. Never forget the first with, round of the NCAA with tournament. those two guys. With those two guys leading them. 
<laughs> and Sean Miller on the sideline. It was like Sean Miller wasn't there because I, I could That's I could do the Sean Miller was out. There was a lot of stuff going on, but they won the Pac-12 tournament and then lost to Buffalo. Like what a weird spot to be in for Arizona fans, where they're like defending Sean Miller against the Schleybach like wiretap thing. Like he didn't do it, and then like like Sean Miller comes out and they're like, "That's my coach," and yeah. then they lose. Like if you're an Arizona fan, are you kind of hoping that maybe Sean Miller? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, yes, you're watching. You're watching Aiden, Aiden and Alonzo Trier just tearing up, and that doesn't even factor in Raleigh Hawkins. I don't even know where the hell he ended up, but he was a hell of a college player. At least, yeah. um, you have that roster, and you lose to Buffalo. Like you have the season they have last year. Like why? At a certain point, is like okay, actually, you know what? Maybe can we can we make up a wiretap? Like Shleybach, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Shleybach's still listening to the wiretap. Yeah. Like, I got it. Don't worry. I got, uh, I got you guys. I got you more, guys. I'm coming back. I just think it's crazy that Trier looks like the best rookie on the Knicks, which is funny mm. because everyone's talking about Mitchell and obviously Kevin Knox. You yeah. know the the chosen son. And Porzingis is still a rookie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Porzingis. Uh, he's coming around. Still a rookie. I think if you're an Arizona fan, the only thing that you can say to yourself was like, maybe the NBA does not test for deer antler spray. Mm. Mm. Right? Is that it? That's a good question. <laughs> Did Alonzo Trier yeah, get a car wreck again? That's, that's the only between the end of the season. That's the and, only Sean, yeah. I bet Sean Miller says that when they ask. That's him a about great it. point. Yeah. Alonzo Trier got in a little fender bender from uh, the end of the season until the start of this season. Then yeah. had to start doing the deer antler spray. Now he figured it out. Yeah, his like, neck was hurting. Now he's yamming on people. <laughs> yeah, people are like, "Damn, Alonzo <laughs> Trier looks like Vince night. Carter out there." It's like, yeah, dude. Um, I had I had a couple other things before we go. Uh, Tom Izzo's back. Yeah, he's, very, he's back in a big way. Uh, I was very critical of Tom Izzo last year. Um, for Really, Michigan State was the best team in the country last mm-hmm. year. I will, I will think that forever in, in terms of raw talent. Like that team was absolutely loaded. Especially as you watch Miles Bridges and Jerry yeah. Jackson this year, they were loaded. They mm-hmm. were insane. And I, the, the the one thing getting in the way, and I will go to my grave thinking this was that Tom Izzo didn't have the balls to to bring Nick Ward off the bench. If he does that, Michigan State's probably winning the national championship last year. Maybe not, but maybe Villanova. I don't know, but they're going to the final four. It's they're least, definitely going to the final four. It's at least four. a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually. Michi- I thought Michigan State would, would have should have been the best team. Izzo. I mean, he probably has his reasons. He knows his team better than I do. He knows that Nick Ward would punch him in the face if yes. he said, "Come off the bench." So he's yes. like, you know what? I'd rather. He's keep, like, I'd rather not get punched. I'd rather in the face. lose. He's like, Syrac- I already got a lot going on over here. I'd rather lose to Syracuse and keep my face than yeah. die and go to the final four again. Um, but anyway, I I was I was out on him for that. Um, America kind of turned on him for all the the sexual assault thing like how much did he know did mm-hmm. he know about his players doing this and yeah, then, like, they he spotlighted gets, him yeah and he gets yeah. tied in with Larry like the, the the big ESPN outside the lines thing he gets tied in with Nasser and then like D'Antonio gets looped in and like this is this whole thing at Michigan State where like everyone in power has got to go and, and everyone's out on Tom Izzo at Big Ten Media Day he came out just Saying I'm not taking this shit anymore. Yeah, as um, soon as he got asked yeah. about it, he had this huge collar on too, which you pointed out. Yeah, he had the, the Calandro co- collar. Yeah, but no, Izzo came out and was just like, "Listen, I, I did nothing wrong." And because at first, like part of the, part of the thing that was a problem last year was how he was handling it. Was yeah. like he was trying to do his Tom Izzo charm thing, and people mm-hmm. were like, "This is a serious thing, Tom." Yeah. Like we're not fucking around here. Stop with your. I need to run it by my wife or whatever. Whatever, like kind of. Sometimes Tom Izzo thinks he's Tom Hanks. Yeah. And last year people were like, he, "You're not well, fucking Tom." Can you Hanks. blame him? Like he's the most yeah. beloved coach in college basketball, and mm-hmm. it was like so bizarre for him to say these things, and then people are looking at him funny and all this. So Tom Izzo comes into Big Ten Media Day, and he's like, "I'm not giving you Tom Hanks." Yeah. I'm coming in throwing haymakers, and he's and he gets asked about the the thing, and he he was like just yelling at reporters, basically like. You motherfuckers put me on a picture with Larry Nassar. Mm-hmm. Do you understand how fucked up that is? Mm-hmm. That you tried to equate yeah. what I did, which like what I did was n- I did everything right. You tried to equate that to Larry Nassar's situation. No. Hell no. So Tom Izzo has my respect back because that's what I need. That tells me he's ready for this year. And he's it, coming he's coming in this year like 
Yeah. And it goes back to the whole point with all these media reports. And that's why yeah. we are able to have so much fun is because all of it, for the most part, has been drawing tangential lines with conjecture based on little reports. And then mm-hmm. what's happening now is guys like Izzo, once the thing gets kind of settled out in the world, they can come back at those people. And it brings up, as Rick Pitino would say, sports. Sports. And fake news. Tom Izzo, in that moment, yelling at those reporters, uh, he looked like a guy who could tell Nick Ward to come off the bench. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, like As he's fired up, someone should have been like, bring in Nick Ward, do it now, do it now, tell him Nick now. Nick Ward was watching like, the press conference in his VR goggles, right? yeah. shitting his pants, like, oh, oh wow, shit, it's going to happen. He's <laughs> actually going to do it. He finally got the courage to do it. Oh, crap, it's happening. It's uh, <laughs> like, so I got to transfer. Now, Coach K's like, you can't But now it's too late. We, we don't want Nick Ward to come off the bench. We actually need him to start this year. Yes. It was last year that we wanted him to come off the bench. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm back in on Tom Izzo. I think, I think Michigan State, like I, the team is not going to be as good as they were last year, but they might actually be better if that makes any sense whatsoever. And the Big Ten is not, they have the no powerhouse team. team. Yeah. We're going to get to, we're going to do previews starting next week yep. of all the conferences and all the teams and stuff. God, the Big Ten's bad this year. It's going to be bad. It's I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to still talk about it. <laughs> it's good <laughs> for Rome, what I do. Good for Romeo though. It's good for Romeo. Um, a couple other, speaking of the Big Ten, Teddy V mm. is out. Wow. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see TV this? Teddy. You about this? TV Teddy is not, does not have a contract for Big Ten basketball this year, but Rest easy, Tate. He is still contracted to do ACC and SEC games. So you're still going to see him turning his back to Joel Berry, or I guess not Joel Berry, um, Seventh Woods. He's going to turn his back to Seventh Woods again. Congratulations so. to Jim Delaney for making sure that he did not. Yeah, because Jim Delaney, you know, watching Carolina games over the years has probably been like, I hate this guy. How yeah. do we get him out of here? And TV Teddy just keeps. I think TV Teddy is one of those guys that would show up to a game that he is not actually supposed <laughs> to call, and she's like, I'll just be the fourth one. Everyone's like, No, no. He, he wouldn't do that. He would. TV Teddy's the guy that like, like he hangs out in the 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 butthole of the arenas. Yeah, and like as the refs are like coming in from the loading docks, mm. he takes like a crowbar to one of the refs, yes. drags him behind the yes. the. the he the goes broom Tanya closet. Yeah. Drags their TV Tanya. Drags their body behind the broom closet, throws on their ref thing, and yeah. then comes whistling out and is like, hey, I'm on the call tonight. And, and that's like, how it works. Welcome like, back, okay. Teddy. <laughs> that's why he calls like every damn game in college basketball. Uh yeah, he's out on the Big Ten. Um uh other Big Ten news. Matt Painter signed a contract extension through 2024. So um, we would call that here on the program the one shining podcast effect. We yeah, go to Purdue, yep. it gets a big deal. Yep, Purdue Day of Giving yes. should be an exciting time. They yes. have the endowment. I think they they did like start a fund just for Matt Painter to pay his to pay his salary. So congrats to Matt Painter for that. And then uh, last bit of news: Big East, Big Twelve are starting an annual challenge in 2019 20. Do you care? Does this matter? Just move the needle for you. It's safe to say it's going to be a big showdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's about we, all I have. We already—I thought we already saw the Big East. The one comment I have is we already—we already saw the Big East Big Twelve challenge with Villanova in the tournament last year when they beat West Virginia, Texas Tech, and Kansas, right? Like, and they, it's gone. Didn't, didn't the Big East already win this? Um, but no, that'll be cool. Different matchups. Like anytime you're you're basically forcing teams to play each other that are good. I'm I'm down for that. I like these challenge things. So, I like uh, integrity. Yeah, I just like integrity. There's a lot of good you know what I like out there. Sports, 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 and integrity. Sports. Uh, anything else? That's it. I'm excited. I'm I'm glad we did this. I feel like we got a lot off our chest. For anyone that's upset and you're thinking that we're coming at Duke or Kansas or anything, just know that we know that this, like we said, is not permissible in court. This is all circumstantial. This is all fun. It's not. Uh, also, Let us have fun. what we're saying is not permissible in court either. Yes. Just, I want to go on record. <laughs> yes. Especially <laughs> the money laundering part is definitely not permissible in court. It's not permissible. Yeah. Or in the court of public opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, you, just don't, don't use this. Just you can't, Yeah. This doesn't count. Um, before we go, we are, again, I'm going to push the, the tour that we're doing uh, because 
you know, people, we have Greg Oden types. They listen when they can. Maybe they don't know we're doing the tour. We are coming to Columbus Funny Bone on November 2nd. Uh, we are coming to Louisville Headliners on November 3rd, um, which I just found out is like Breeders' Cup weekend. I think the Louisville basketball team has an exhibition game on that Saturday, and I think the Louisville football team plays on that Saturday. So there's a lot of competition. And I but, think Rick Patino is doing a live pod across yeah, the street. across the street. <laughs> yeah, and like, something like that. Like basically, and Papa John is like giving out free pizza. <laughs> like... <laughs> But listen, we are going to be doing a show come yeah. hell or high water. If there's two of you there and that's it, that's fine. If it's it's better for the bit, it does. It, it actually would be better for the bit. It'd be funnier. Uh, we are also going to Bloomington on November fourth. We will be at the Bluebird, um, and we are going to be in Chicago. But tickets are already sold out for that one. Um, so I don't know. Check the check the black market. Yeah, check the black market. <laughs> and also, we want to shout out two guys that have agreed in principle, soft verbal commitments. Yeah. We have not dropped a bag yet. Uh, but Robbie Hummel. Former Purdue great, yep. a guy that we both love. This program, guy we worked with last year during the three on three tournament. He's in. I don't want to. I don't want to hype up Robbie too much, but if if we can get real Robbie, yeah, for our show and not uh, ESPN Robbie, ESPN Big Ten Network Robbie, the the people are in for a treat. And we and we should say like because he's awesome. He's like Robbie the funniest guy. No ever. one yeah. knows who we are or listens to us, so I think we have a really good chance. If you guys all yeah. hide while <laughs> yeah. he's on stage, like just hide. Please, Don't say whatever. Robbie, Robbie, yeah, Robbie is seriously going to go into this thinking like. The 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 two hundred people in front of me are literally are the only people that are going to hear these this. crisis actors yeah. out front. You're like, yeah, Robbie, just just yeah. keep talking about KG in, in Minnesota. Yeah, just keep telling us stories. Perfect. Keep telling us story. He told us a story. I'm going to have him tell it on the show. So if you're coming to Chicago here, we're, we're going to put the show on the feed too. Yes. Uh, yeah. He told me a story about that Matt Painter told him about Bob Knight. Uh, basically walking naked around his house to send a to, message to send a message to yeah to be an alpha around Matt Payne it's a, it's a whole thing it was hysterical I was in tears at the final bar but anyway we're gonna have Robbie on <laughs> and also North Carolina's finest uh, Illinois's finest as well mm-hmm. a guy ironically enough connected to both those states uh, Bobby Frazier Bobby Frazier a guy that show. I think a lot yeah. of people think that I am just because a lot you know like last I have a question name. I have yeah. a question that I think a lot of the fans are also share this question. Who's Bobby Frazier? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby, we love it's you. It's a joke, Bobby. Bobby. That's he the whole a, point. A starting freshman point guard at yeah. the University of North Carolina. Something we may see this year with Kobe White, but something that never really happens. Bobby was beloved. Uh, Ty Lawson came his sophomore year. He did the thing that Larry Drew too could not do, which was say, hey, maybe I should let this other yeah. guy start and then facilitate in a different way. Right. So we love Bobby. He has amazing stories. And we have was, some we have some like background with you guys back in the day with AAU. Yeah, Bobby ball. Frazier lit us up in AAU. Yes. We played him in 05. Um I was I was making a joke, Bobby. We 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 do I know, I think it. he's it was, upset just, now. He no, just turned it off. He's not doing it anymore. The fact that a guy can be a starting point guard at Carolina as a freshman and then like kind of get lost in the Annals of time is kind of funny to me, but um, anyway, those what are shows. Check, check out all that stuff. Uh, tickets available. I'm not sure how much how many tickets are left. Um, any of I'm, and I'm saying that seriously. I'm not trying to have people rush and buy them. I know the Chicago show sold out. I would really hate for someone to wait around. And say I'm sure there'll be tickets left for Columbus. Maybe there will. Maybe there won't. I don't know. Just go buy them now. Uh, we are doing that. That is it. Anything else before we go tape? Keep your integrity. Sports. Sports. Um, I I, yeah, I was going to sign off with the, the with the Kyle thing to get Kyle verified thing that I decided last week. But yeah. one Kyle's not here. Which another Kyle comment. Uh, uh, someone texted me. As Thank I was you, watching, producer Jim. Yeah, Talk thanks, Kyle. Jim. Uh, someone texted me watching Luka Doncic, and they said, uh, one of my buddies texted me. And they go, Doncic is like a little overweight. He's got like this wispy chin strap beard, and he's got a stupid forearm tattoo. Does that remind you of anybody else you know? And I was like, holy shit, Luka Doncic is Kyle. Should we get him a jersey? <laughs> and let's That's be honest, if we, if we gave Kyle two jersey options as far as numbers, one would be 69, obviously. We'd <laughs> yeah. tell him he couldn't use that. Number two would probably be 77. Probably. Yeah, yeah. just be like, uh, lucky seven, seven. 420, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, three digits. <laughs> yeah, so I was gonna do get Kyle verified. That was gonna be my new sign off, but he's not here, mm. and uh, I think I might have a better one. Yeah, 
Sports. Sports. I need some cash considerations and a house for my stepdad. The Zion Williamson story. Play that instead of the one. <laughs> Definitely. This is a pimps and hoes situation. I hate that idea. I don't care. <laughs>